with the first pick. And here's Jeremy Platt with Between the Tackles. Hey everyone, I'm Jeremy Platt and I'm back with the Between the Tackles podcast playoff edition. Today I'm going to talk about five of the biggest headlines entering the playoffs. I'm going to talk about if Antonio Brown is going to get traded. And I'm going to break down some of the hottest draft prospects entering the 2019 NFL draft. Let's start with my five biggest headlines entering the playoffs. Number one, the young quarterbacks who are making their first playoff appearances. In the playoffs this year, there are four quarterbacks who are making their playoff debuts. Starting with Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs quarterback, Deshaun Watson, the Texans quarterback, Lamar Jackson, the quarterback for the Ravens, and Mitchell Trubisky, the quarterback for the Bears. They're all unproven players who haven't stepped into that primetime playoff spotlight just yet. Will they be able to handle the pressure? I'm going to break down who you should and shouldn't be worried by. Let's start with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson hasn't thrown an interception in his last five games, and his only loss this season was in an epic game versus Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Lamar Jackson should have won that game if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes making a ridiculous throw across the field rolling to his right. While Lamar doesn't have the weapons of Philip Rivers or Deshaun Watson, the biggest threat on the Ravens is himself. Lamar is straight up dangerous. I've been so impressed by how he's handled the game. He's shown that he can be poised in the pocket and he can throw if he needs to. But where he's most dangerous is on the run. John Harbaugh has done a great job with installing the read option and going all in on this new style of offense. Almost every team is headed towards a passing game that can put up 50 points, but the Ravens are playing old school football. They're going to run the ball and play good defense. That's the old. Sc- that's what old school football is about. I'm not too worried about Jackson in the playoffs because how much they rely on the run game. They use Gus Edwards and Kenneth Dixon a ton, so Lamar won't have to put up 30 points on his own. If he just plays his style of football, the Ravens have no need to be concerned. Let's move on to Deshaun Watson. Watson is used to the high-stake games where all the pressure is on him. He lived in that atmosphere throughout college. He played in two national championships with Clemson, and while it wasn't an NFL playoff game, the atmosphere was similar. College football fans are intense, and that just the whole idea of college football playoffs is insane. I'm a little concerned with his team, though. The Texans aren't nearly as hot as they were earlier in the season, and they might have burned out or gotten too hot too early. But I'm not worried about Watson whatsoever. He's He went 3-1 and one in his career in the playoffs with Clemson, and he's used to stardom. But either way, I don't think Watson will be the problem if the Texans lose. Now, Mitchell Trubisky. While I am a, a little nervous about Trubisky in the playoffs, the team around him is amazing. They have an amazing run game to go along with great play calling. If Trubisky he starts to get the yips, Nagy will find a way to drive down the field with play calling revolved around the run game. He's also not the only one who's going to be putting up points for that Bears team. The Bears defense seems to always find their way into the end zone, so the Bears can prevent Trubisky from getting nervous by just using Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohn in the run game and letting Khalil Mack and Eddie Jackson do their thing on defense. One last thing about Trubisky is that he's most comfortable on the move. If the Bears can give him a couple quarterback runs or bootlegs, Trubisky will be playing the game he wants to play. That's the recipe for success for the Bears and their young quarterback Mitchell Trubisky. Finally is Patrick Mahomes. And despite how good he's been, I'm the most worried about him. If we look at the other three quarterbacks, we've seen Deshaun Watson beat the Cowboys on a primetime game, Lamar Jackson defeat the Chargers in a primetime game, and Mitchell Trubisky defeat the Rams on Sunday Night Football. The only teams that Patrick Mahomes beat in primetime games are the Broncos and the Bengals. I'm nervous about Patrick Mahomes in primetime games. He lost to the Rams on Monday Night Football, the Patriots on Sunday Night Football, and the Chargers 
on Saturday Night Football. I think Mahomes is the most electric quarterback in the NFL, don't get me wrong, but we haven't seen him win that big-time game. I think he's more than capable of it, but all I'm saying is the Chiefs' kingdom shouldn't be placing any bets. It's good that Patrick Mahomes has a bye week to prepare and has home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and we know the potential's there, but can he do it? I guess we'll just have to see. My second headline of the playoffs is Andrew Luck. If we look at back at about a year ago today, we had no idea what Andrew Luck was up to. He's had multiple surgeries on his shoulder, and we weren't sure if he could even throw an NFL-sized football. Now, Luck has been the hottest quarterback in all the NFL. He's taken the team that had the third overall pick in the NFL draft last season to the playoffs. I want to shout out Chris Ballard, the GM. What he's been able to do in the past two years is incredible. His franchise quarterback was the least sacked player in the NFL this season. This is spectacular because in the previous 70 games that Andrew Luck started, he was sacked 156 times. This season, Andrew Luck's only been sacked 18 times. And if we look back to the season where he only played 7 games, he was sacked 15 times, which is just three less than he had all year this year. Luck has been kept clean and also developed a run game led by Naeem Hines and Marlon Mack. Their head coach Frank Reich is a huge reason for this. Frank Reich has been able to develop the play action passing game and have defenses fearing both the pass and the run game for the first time in years. While Naeem Hines and Marlon Mack aren't the flashiest of names, this might be the best run game Luck has had since he entered the league in 2012. At week six in the season, the Colts had one win and five losses. Since then, the Colts are 9-1 and one, and the hottest team in the NFL. Luck embarrassed the Cowboys and beat down on both the Texans and the Titans. Luck is the quarterback who I at least want to face right now and if it was up to me I'd give him the MVP award. If we think of what the MVP award means is most valuable player and I think Luck is the most valuable player to his team than any other player in the NFL. Luck has had a phenomenal season and don't be surprised if the Colts go far into the playoffs. My third headline is the Seattle Seahawks. Going into the season, this is supposed to be a rebuilding year for the team in the Northwest. The Seahawks had a broken run game, no offensive line, and the Legion of Boom was in pieces. This year, the Seahawks have had arguably the greatest quarterback in the game, a running game that is the best in the NFL, and have a terrifying defense led by Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright. I think the biggest reason why the Seahawks run game has been so good is Chris Carson, their starting running back. Chris Carson is hotter than any other running back right now. He's had more than 115 yards in the past three games and is one of the sole reasons why the Seahawks are so good. Carson opens up the play action game where Russell Wilson can air the ball out to Tyler Lockett who's having a career year having nine touchdowns and are just spreading the ball downfield. The Seahawks are arguably the hottest team in the NFC and that's the team I at least want to face in the NFC right now. Russell Wilson is also having an MVP type season and he's done it both in the passing game and the running game. The way he scrambles outside of the pocket is like no other quarterback. He's electric and he's one of the best quarterbacks in, NF- in the NFL. The fourth headline is Nick Foles, the quarterback for the Eagles. The savior is back and I've been all over it. Nick Foles is doing it again and has taken the Eagles who were once a 6-6 six and six team to the playoffs. Foles is hot and has something special going on. Foles carries a certain type of magic with himself. I don't know if it's because he's the savior or of the NFL or if it's just because his teammates love him. The Eagles are a different team when they have Nick Foles leading their team late in the season. Nick Foles fully embraces that underdog mentality that Doug Peterson hammers into the Eagles team and his teammates rally around him which is a trait that every franchise quarterback should have. Foles is already a legend in Philadelphia but if he takes this Eagles team deep into the playoffs he'll cement his legacy in NFL history. Foles is a special player and he probably has arguably the greatest story in all of sports right now. Foles has been hot and what he's been doing with the Eagles is just insane. If Foles can lead this team into the NFC Championship or even in the Super Bowl, 
we're going to start to have to seriously discuss if Nick Foles is the franchise quarterback or Carson Wentz is. What Nick Foles is doing right now is awesome, and it's hard not to root for them. My fifth headline is the defensive line for these playoff teams. If we look at the past couple Super Bowls, they're all known for the winners are all known for their defensive lines. If it's Fletcher Cox and the Eagles, or Von Miller and the Broncos a few years back, the Super Bowl winners always seem to have great defensive lines. I want to talk about the top five defensive lines for these playoff teams. Let's first talk about the honorable mentions. What about the Chiefs who have had two of the best pass rushers in the NFL with Justin Houston and Chris Jones this year? Or the Saints who have star rookie defensive end Marcus Davenport, a stud defensive tackle in Sheldon Rankins, and of course Cameron Jordan, who's an all-pro every year. I'm also amazed that the Cowboys defensive line is in top five in the playoffs. They have Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory. But at number five, I have the Baltimore Ravens. They have a great pass rusher with Matthew Judon and a dominant run stuffer with Michael Pierce. The Ravens don't have quite the flashiest names on their defensive line, but they're always putting pressure on the quarterback and stopping the run. Next is the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, you really just have to say two names, which are Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. While it's been the other Bosa in the news lately, Joey Bosa is a dominant defensive end, and Melvin Ingram is one of the fastest players coming off that edge. The third best defensive line in the playoffs are the Chicago Bears. They have two great players on there, Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks. Mack is one of the most impactful players in the NFL, and Akeem Hicks is terrifying in the run and passing game. The second best defensive line has to be the Houston Texans. J.J. Watt is having what could be his best season, leading the league with seven forced fumbles. Jadavion Clowney is about to get paid. Moving on, we have the Los Angeles Rams defensive line. The Rams are breaking records with Aaron Donald having 20 and a half sacks from the interior. Aaron Donald is a menace, and you guys know how good he is if you guys watch the NFL. They also have Dante Fowler and Ndamukong Sue. This D-line is terrifying and I wouldn't be able to sleep if I was their opposing quarterback. So the top five defensive lines are the Ravens, the Chargers, the Bears, the Texans, and the Rams. And to conclude that, my five biggest headlines for the playoffs are the young quarterbacks making their playoff debuts, Andrew Luck, the Seattle Seahawks, Nick Foles, and the dominant defensive lines. Next, let's talk about the drama of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and specifically Antonio Brown. Brown has been the best receiver in the NFL for the past five years, but has brought corruption to the Steelers' locker room as of late. His relationship with head coach Mike Tallman has became public and has beef with Ben Roethlisberger. Players like George Kittle of the 49ers, Jarvis Landry of the Cleveland Browns, and Jamal Adams of the New York Jets have been attempting to recruit Brown through social media. Brown has made it clear that he doesn't want to be a part of the Steelers organization, and I think that it's time that the Steelers trade him. Since the Le'Veon Bell situation, the Steelers have been dealing with drama for what seems to be years now. Mike Tomlin is losing control of his star players, and in Jesse James's words, the Steelers are the Kardashians of the NFL. I think if Tomlin wants to remain the head coach of the Steelers, he needs to get rid of the drama and put his foot down. They have a ton of young stars from Juju Smith-Schuster to James Conner and Jalen Samuels and have shown that they can find replacements for their star players. Mike Tomlin can't lose the locker room or else he'll lose his job. The Steelers have too talented of a roster to miss the playoffs and they need to fix something ASAP. They can get a lot of draft capital for Antonio Brown and if they trade him, the Steelers can get more pieces to build on for the future. If the Steelers want to keep their franchise great, they need to eliminate all drama. Finally, I want to talk about some of the hottest draft prospects named Nick Bosa, who's Joey Bosa's brother, 
and Josh Allen, who's the defensive end for Kentucky. I think these are two of the top players entering the draft. Bosa is the popular name when we talk about who's going to be the number one overall pick, but I'm starting to lean towards Josh Allen. Nick Bosa is the brother of star defensive end Joey Bosa for the Chargers. He's also played defensive end for the Ohio State Buckeyes, but decided to sit out this year to focus on the NFL draft. Bosa played three games this season and had four sacks. I compare him to his older brother, Joey, as they're both natural pass rushers who have good size and rush with power. Unlike Bosa, Josh Allen did play this season. Josh Allen is known for his pass rushing moves and has incredible lean. Allen had over 18 sacks this season, including three in his bowl game to go along with the blocked field goal. Allen is one of my favorite prospects in the draft, and I think he could go potentially number one overall. So that's it for today. Make sure to stay updated on my Twitter at BTWNTheTackles and on my Instagram at BetweenTheTackles. I'm starting to post my quarterback draft profiles and will be going more into depth about the playoffs and tell you my predictions for who's going to win the Super Bowl. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to be posting my full breakdowns on every draft prospect. I'll be letting you guys know when they're posted through my social media. Again, that's at BTWNTheTackles on Twitter and at BetweenTheTackles on Instagram. My website where all the content is is called www.betweenthetacklesfootball.com. Again, that's www.betweenthetacklesfootball.com. I'm Jeremy Ply, and I'll hopefully see you guys before the NFC and AFC Conference Championship. Jeremy, out. Attack!